I'm Marcus Smith, and this is Constant Wonder. This month, with Christmas drawing near, join me on a journey called Advent. Constant Wonder is marking this venerable tradition, a calendar of hopeful anticipation, with daily short episodes, a new Advent experience every day all the way through the 25th. Together with special guests, we're seeking out the wonder and awe felt by so many people during this season of hope, reverence, peace, and goodwill. It's December 14th. I grew up in northern Michigan, where my father's parents still owned hundreds of acres of wooded land, as did the neighbors that my father grew up with, so we were welcomed on their wooded land. And a typical Sunday afternoon in spring, summer, and fall was tromping through the woods, picking wildflowers, picking mushrooms, picking wild berries, looking at the tracks and the homes of animals. My father was always full of animal wonder. So I absorbed that as a young person. Gail Boss is the author of All Creation Waits, The Advent Mystery of New Beginnings. If you've been following along with our Advent series, you've already met Gail and a few of her animals. But then I went away to college, and I moved with my husband to Washington, D.C., and I lived in the inner city for 15 years. I did a different kind of work. But when our children were born, we decided we needed to get back closer to our families and into a slower, more peaceful way of life. So we moved back to Michigan. And it was my children, really, that reintroduced me to my love of the natural world. We bought a house that's just a five-minute walk from an ecosystem preserve. So we would often walk there. And as I watched their fascination with everything from the mold on the trees to snakes to the pileated woodpecker in the trees, my sense of childlike and childhood wonder woke up again. And then it just really took on a life of its own. So there's this very old uh, practice, a special way of contemplating scriptures. It's called Lectio Divina or Divine Reading. As I've read about it, uh, this goes way back to the very early days of Christianity. You, you slow down, essentially. You rest your eye on this verse or those few words or phrases, and you just let that speak to you without uh, imposing any kind of preconceived meaning on it. Now, you have applied this to watching animals, I understand. Yes. Lexio Divina with a text simply asks you to take note of whatever most catches your attention, because that's a hook that is speaking to some need within you, some, some place where you, you have an, an emptiness, something to learn, something you want to know. The earth, you know, is our first sacred text. Long before there were any written words, there was the text of the earth. Indigenous peoples know this far better than we So long before people were reading the Hebrew scriptures or the Christian texts or the texts of any religion, for that matter, they were walking on the earth and seeing its marvels. And they were meeting one who made it, 
You know, St. Paul says in the letters to the Romans that before there were people who had encountered any kind of or formulated any kind of formal religion, they had encounters with the beyond. And it's, it, it's true. And that's still available to us that we can walk out into the world and we can encounter that sacred text and let it speak to us. Really more than us reading it, it's allowing it to speak to us in the way of the traditional Lexio Divina of the Christian mystical tradition. You notice whatever it is that catches your attention and you allow that creature to speak to that, that need, that need. For some people, Gail's notion of listening to the animals as something not unlike meditation on scripture, well, that may seem a bit out there. But centuries before St. Paul had anything to say about it, in a very old story that has come down to us actually in one of the most ancient sacred texts, the book of Job, there's this wonderful passage. Ask the animals and they will teach you, or the birds in the sky and they will tell you, or speak to the earth and it will teach you, or let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. You've read that many times. I have many, many times. But each encounter could be different. Each could be different. This morning, the thing that comes to me is the word ask. I was just thinking how as much time as I spend with animals, how really infrequently I ask. I go with a need that I think the animals can speak to. I might ask an expert, I might ask a book, but I need to go more often and ask the animals. Uh, a few weeks ago, on my 66th birthday, it was sunrise and I was walking along the edge of a lake's inlet. And I caught movement out of the corner of my left eye and I thought, oh, it's a muskrat. That would be the most typical animal here in this part of the world for me to see out of the corner of my eye in an inlet. And then I looked again and I thought, no, too big for a muskrat, must be a beaver. And I looked again and I thought, no, it's not. It was at some distance away at this point. And I thought, no, doesn't swim at all like a beaver. So I climbed down an embankment and got very close, as close as I could to the edge. And I watched that creature and I saw, no, wait, there's more than one. There are two, there are three, there are four. And I just felt a thrill because for the first time in my life watching animals, I saw a family of river otters. And I sat and I watched them. They seemed willing to let me watch. For 20, 30 minutes, I watched these river otters. And they toppled each other and they played and they somersaulted and they dove to the bottom. And then they climbed up a log 15 yards or so from me and they began crunching, crunching, crunching these shellfish that they'd found to eat. And I was just entranced with them until finally they took note of me and they decided to swim away without fear. They just decided they were going to swim away. On my birthday, I saw something I had never seen before. And I didn't quite know why, other than the fact that it was a first, 
these river otters had so entranced me until I came home and I later thought about it and I recalled the picture and recalled the delight and I thought, mm, they're talking to me about maybe becoming a little more playful in these later years of my 60s. I've been a grave person for much of my life. I think I was born grave. But the river otters, I really think, were saying something to me about a season of playfulness. Letting them speak to me at the hook of my wonder, I think I heard something for the next few years of my life. I don't doubt one word of what you said about the otters speaking something to you. I'm just wondering if we humans can get multiple messages from otters. The awe and the wonder are mysterious enough for me that I, having had an experience like that, will return to it again and again in my memory, still looking for the meaning or the, the range of potential meanings. Right. I think it would be different for you if you had been with me that morning watching the otters. I think it may be different for me a year from now or five years from now. Absolutely. It's like Lexio Divina with a sacred text. The meanings are infinite and they unfold. Like you can read a passage of the Gospel of Matthew and it will mean one thing to you in October of 2023 and something entirely different in January of 2026. Gail Boss is author of All Creation Waits, The Advent Mystery of New Beginnings. This episode was produced by Eric Schultzka with help from Lydia McElroy with sound design by James Call. If you've been enjoying our audio Advent calendar but haven't been able to catch every episode, you can find the series at byuradio.org, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and join us again tomorrow as we make our journey day by day toward Christmas. Tomorrow we feature beloved storyteller Kevin Kling describing a moment of powerful transformation in his life. That was the day flavor returned, and I felt this sweetness hit my tongue. And when the sweetness hit my tongue, I started to cry. I had not cried in years. It felt so good to be alive. I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Marcus Smith. Constant Wonder is a production of BYU Radio.